Thank you for joining Analytics Today, a podcast series that focuses on big data and analytics and the latest trends in the digital world. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Roberts, and with me always is Samir Khan. What is up, Samir? Hey, Jeremy. How's it going? Good. Um, I didn't get a chance to celebrate spring break this year. I was a little bit sad, but uh, it's not like I'm in college anymore, so <laughs> it's not really the, <laughs> it's not really the same thing. But, you know, yeah, the- no, I agree with someone like I was talking to, they were saying that, well, enjoy the spring break as your kids are little Once they grow up. There is no difference between spring break and non spring break. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, I mean, work, work is good. I, you, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel with, you know, um, you know, companies really starting to, to find opportunities for growth again. And what's unique, yeah. I think, about the tech industry that you and I fall under and many of our listeners fall under is this whole concept of digital transformation, right? It's everybody is either late to the game. And if you are wink, wink, that's really bad. If you have not started to transform since last March, since COVID, and you're waiting till March of 2021 to transform, but we've seen so much transformation. And the thing is, there's, there's been not a lot of best practices out there for people. And I think people are just kind of learning as they go. So today's episode is going to be really good um, to focus on that because I I think a lot of people are curious. It's like, are we doing this the right way? Are we, are we taking the right approach? And I think what we have here is it's going to be fantastic for our audience. No, I I agree because I think one of the things that happened in the COVID is previously the companies were doing ad hoc, what I call as ad hoc transformation, right? When they were transforming, uh, when they needed, depending on the uh, needs of a specific area in the business. But then what COVID did is what I call is forced transformation. Mm-hmm. So companies went from ad hoc transformation immediately to forced transformation. And what that created, it created a huge void in terms of how do you truly approach digital transformation? Now, I know there are a lot of books written about it, but no one really talks about the step approach, like, you know, crawl, walk, run. The book really dives into the principles and what have you. And sometimes these principles are very hard to digest. Your organization is very different in size and shape and form and going through the different stages of the growth cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and today, like Jeremy pointed out, we really want to distill down to five key elements on uh, how companies can transform and how they can uh, find value in these types of transformation. Right, Jeremy? Absolutely. That, what's the topic Absolutely. for today? Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and just as a, as a future nod, um, I, uh, I plan on writing a book, uh, probably sometime in 2022, um, on the f- six pillars of long-term digital transformation. And there's going to be elements of Samir Khan's, uh, insights in there. So we'll, we'll have a, a co-written book here with both Samir and I. Okay. So let, let's get started today. So today's topic is officially called the five keys to capture value for digital transformation initiatives, right? So this is going to be a good one. It's not going to be too long of a podcast today, but it's going to be something that's very dense with a lot of information. So we'll do what we can to explain things, but then, you know, we'll go into some details. So let's start with number one. The whole concept is, you know, you got to develop a corporate digital strategy and objectives, right? And that Corporate, corporate digital strategy and those objectives are really important to focus on your digital transformation initiatives. So Samir, if you wanted to start by going into that, into that detail about the corporate digital strategy and objectives. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think this is the very first step, very fundamental step before your marketing organization, your sales, your customer service, finance, they go and just buy a bunch of technology and tools and they try to innovate themselves and transform themselves. While there is no harm in doing that, uh, we have come a long way on how the tech industry for marketing, sales, finance, and customer service have evolved in the last 10 years. We always kind of talk about the stacks. You know, we have 700 tools we had in 2011. Now we have like 8,000 tools in marketing and sales area. So it's very easy and tempting to go buy another tool. And then you have, uh, instead of solving a problem, uh, maybe in one area, you may have created a bigger problem for the corporate. Uh, now you <laughs> yeah. have a separate technology that is passing data and that's not integrated. It's operating in silo. There are security risks involved. Uh, that's the reason why the first step in the process is what we recommend is developing this corporate strategy that encompasses your overall corporate positioning, your key objectives in the business, because you want to make sure that your digital transformation strategy aligns to your corporate initiative. And we have uh, Jeremy and I spent a series of podcasts on this. So if you want to go look at the digital transformation strategy or consulting calls that you do with companies. So that's how you start is the beginning of it. You set your objectives, you identify company goals and vision, uh, you align your digital vision to that. And then you find your North Star, which is where you're heading as a company from a digital perspective. What are the things that you want to implement? Correct. What are the technologies or at least the core set of principles around the technologies that you want to have? Like, you know, a lot of people can say, oh, we, can't, we want to become an autonomous company and we have very little dependence on customer service and uh, allow automation around that. Well, what does really mean? You know, what areas of customer service do you really want to cover? How so is I that going to happen? Would you summarize that also as like having a separate mission statement? Because we're not saying, hey, you know, let's reuse the mission statement of your business. But you're basically trying to say is what's, what is our digital transformation mission statement, right? What are we yeah, trying to accomplish? Yeah, you can definitely say that. Yeah, we, we, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. Because when you're answering the question like what, what are you trying to do? How are you going to do and why are you doing it? You know, the, your yeah. why, how and what needs to be aligned, uh, you know, beginning the what the why. And that's mm -hmm. how you form the strategy. Yeah, no, I agree. Because like I said, then, then, then you have scope creep, you have every single element, you have um, new people that yeah. come into the mix and then they expand your, expand your, your, you know, your boundaries of what you're trying to solve for. And then I hate to say it, it's going to be crazy. And then midway through it, you're going to throw your hands up and say, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. There's too many people doing this. We're going astray. Everybody's trying to throw in their special flavor of success and it's broken and now you're upset and pissed. And so this yeah, is no, absolutely. And yeah. I think very important. And a part of the digital transformation strategy development is also the type of digital transformation you want to do, right? Uh, it is important to not only be able to align with the corporate strategy, but also focus on what are the different types of digital transformation? People think, like, oh, there's yeah. only one transformation that you go and grow your no. revenue or innovate your company. But in reality, there are more than one. Uh, and we're going to kind of walk through each one of them here. Sure. Uh, so the first one uh, is process transformation. Uh, do you, do you want to say something about process transformation? Yeah, I think for me, for process is, is I always like to use the phrase of saying, uh, get rid of the phrase of we've, we've always done it this way. Everybody's heard that before, right? Um, when you're in, sit, you're sitting there in a meeting with everybody else and, and they like the, they're talking about the idea of like, well, you know, how do we do this? How do we make this approach? Oh, no, 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 no. This is how we're going to do it. And you're like, why would you do that? 
and they usually say, we've always done it this way. This is where a big red flag, flashing lights and fireworks should, should go. And you should say, you know what? I think we have a need for a new process here. And process transformation is really looking at the way that you do things differently from a fundamental standpoint. And it's not just how you run meetings. It's just not how you create results, but it's, it's how you look at your data. How do you gather your teams? How do you, how do you connect together and, and communicate? You know, how do you share information? How do you come up with decisions? Is this through a center of excellence? Um, how do you create results? How do you justify those results? Do you test? Do you measure what? And, and a lot of what I like to throw in, and, and like I said, there's no pure answer for this, but I know I have a, uh, an idea about how this works and then Samir may have something different. But one of the things I like to talk about is innovation in your process transformation. And I've spoken about this in a lot of other podcast series um, that we've had, but I like the idea that when you have process transformation and you're in, incorporating innovation into that new process, what you want to do is incorporate diversity and chaos. And diversity is the concept that you bring in diverse frames of mind, diverse thoughts, diverse experiences, diverse ages, anything that's, that's different. And then what you do is you introduce chaos. And chaos doesn't mean we're going to start yelling at each other. No, it, it means that we're going to challenge each other's ideas, but in a good way. We're going to challenge the status quo and we're going to try to move forward and create a new process that's going to allow us to be able to innovate and do things better. So that, yeah, no, that's, that's my, very well positioned. Yeah, uh, that's very well positioned. And kind of along the lines that you're talking about, the process transformation is identifying these gaps and uh, solving for uh, the chaos and creating innovation. A great example that actually comes to my mind is uh, Domino's Pizza. Uh, so if Domino's Pizza, the way they reimagine their entire food ordering process, right, going anywhere from uh, the visibility on where my pizza is, is it in the oven, is it uh, on the way, and also allowing the customers to pay with any device they want, irrespective of the type of payment they expect. I also heard that they're venturing into leveraging Bitcoins to pay for pizza, which is awesome. very interesting. And that That's kind awesome. of helped yeah. them push past their competitors. Like they went ahead in sales. Uh, when it comes to Pizza Hut, they exceed, ex exceeded the revenue that Pizza Hut was generating at that time when they launched this customer service transformation, which is also a part of process transformation. Uh, cool. So the second business model that we have is a, a second type of digital transformation is the business model transformation, right? Uh, so business model transformation that comes to my mind is uh, when you're taking an existing model and you're kind of replicate or, you know, eliminating that model or getting rid of the model in the terms of new model. Uh, and some of the example is uh, Uber, what they did for the taxi industry. So taxis were there for you know, almost a hundred years and it was the same way you go and say, hail a cab and you sit in the cab and it was the same experience. And Uber came with their app-based uh, taxi service that completely revolutionized the industry. Netflix is what they did to their DVD uh, system and now it's completely digitized the video experience. Uh, so there are many examples of the business model transformation, which is well, let me give you two. one too that that's close yeah, to me is, is Adobe. Adobe did the same thing by doing subscription uh, with their subscri uh, subscription based creative cloud. But remember, we used to get Adobe Photoshop and those discs. Remember, you used to have the disc and you get that in the mail and then you download that disc to have Photoshop. Yeah, absolutely. Local. I remember. Well, it. now it's cloud based. 
And, and that is absolute different business model transformation. And then from that, Adobe just blew up, you know? No, absolutely. Yeah. And then the third type of digital transformation is the domain transformation. What it means is if you are specializing in one particular area, how do you go in a completely different, like asymmetric area that is not in your reach, yep. uh, but then you become a dominant player? Like one comes to my mind is Amazon, where Amazon's original business was retail and e-commerce, but they launched AWS cloud services. And now AWS cloud services is 60% of the profit that Amazon generates. Is the bulk of the revenue that they're generating today. And it was a completely new area for them to expand on, right? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, um, and the last, the last one that I have on the digital transformation, the type of digital transformation is culture and organizational transformation. I don't know, and I'm pretty sure, Jeremy, you have some thoughts to add there. No, you go first, and then I'll, I'll, I'll uh, follow up on you. Yeah, absolutely. So culture and uh, organizational transformation is how, as an organization, you are behaving uh, and leveraging uh, the moderns processes and tools within your culture. So you're going from uh, leveraging agile processes, uh, leveraging lean canvas in your organization to develop new workflows, uh, fundamentally shifting how we make decisions in the organization and how we leverage data and technology company-wide. So those are all cultural transformation where you're giving your employees the right training you're helping them develop that agile mindset. So everything, even in marketing, like doing agile marketing, agile sales, everything is going into the new uh, and more modern approach of doing things instead of doing it traditional way. Like Experian, which is a consumer credit agency that actually comes to my mind. And they went through uh, what a lot of people say is one of the most successful cultural transformation because they chained the organization by embedding these uh, agile development strategies and collaborations and workflows and what have you. Yeah, I completely agree. And then if you wanna take it down to a more um, local basic level, uh, that whole cultural and organizational change would be, you know, companies that initially had either retail or mom and pop or services, they were forced to change to online services or pickup services. And yeah, there, there had been a fundamental change. So, and, and I'm sure whoever's listening in your head, you're probably thinking, yeah, I know of a company that's doing that. So it, and a lot of times when Samir and I give examples, we usually give examples that are very enterprise focused and corporate focused, but it doesn't mean this doesn't relate to local businesses and small businesses. So just wanted to make sure. Cool. Very good. So, so let's go to number two here. So the first one we talked about, develop a corporate digital strategy and objectives. The second one is, identifying the highest impact areas. And so Samir and I have identified three areas of highest impact, but it's not because, you know, these are the ones closest to us and what we see every day, but these are also the ones where you have the highest, you know, I guess, cash flow, right? The, the, these are ones where, where, where revenue happens. And, and, you know, if, if you don't watch the, the flow of cash and the flow of revenue, for these high impact areas, you could either make or break your business. And this is, this is what assumes how businesses uh, grow or shrink, right? And so that, that is sales, marketing, and customer service, right? Absolutely. Now, I know a lot of people may argue that there is product development somewhere here that needs to be as a part of this. And we say, yes, the product development is also a critical area, but sales, marketing, and customer service are the areas that we have identified that you can make an impact in almost immediately. If you improve your sales, you're going to see an improvement in bottom line company revenue. If you improve your marketing, you're going to generate more leads and more business to your organization. 
if you improve your customer service, you can save costs there and kind of deploy automation where needed, leverage a combination of human and technology to innovate. So that's the reason why we feel very confident about these three areas. As you develop your corporate digital strategy, you need to focus as much as possible on these three areas uh, because you can get some low hanging value there. And like I said, these are transactional areas. And when we talk about high impact, usually what you want to do is focus on areas that are are transactional, but areas that, you know, that you can make a change. You know, it's difficult when you have, you know, product. And the reason why we don't talk about product is because product is a long-term play. You have product roadmaps that are usually, you know, 12 months to two to three to five years out. And it's really hard to make a change and impact right. on things that are that long and far out. But when you talk about sales and marketing and customer service, I mean, hell, Samir and I were doing, you know, lead gen, demand gen for years as really our first big corporate gigs. And, you know, we were held to the fire, what Samir, like every day, every week, every month absolutely um, on yeah. the number of leads that were coming in. And the thing is, it's like that made the most impact. And tweaking little things here and there on a daily basis, that's where you can see it all. And the thing is, what I also like to say is that there, the, and this is a little bit off topic with it, but sales, marketing, customer service, they're not independent. If, if you're sitting there in your mind thinking, well, we got to go to sales and talk to them. And then we got to talk to the marketing people and change what they do. And then we got to go to customer service. No, customer service, sales, and marketing in today's world is all one and the same. Stop thinking of, you know, marketing does this and passes the sales. So we need to make sure that, you know, if marketing does their thing right, then sales needs to follow through. No, you all work together. It's no longer the baton relay where you're getting a lead and passing it to sales. It's now the three-legged race, right? Where everybody yeah, no, it's all parallel, together. right? It needs it's to all parallel. parallel. So when you, when you make a change and impact on each of these three areas, you have to do it the same. One affects the other. Sales, marketing, and customer service are the three closest areas of any business that should be tied together by the hip. So just want to throw that out there. Very cool. good. Cool. So number three, get leadership buy-in. Oh my gosh, what a concept, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so you, you've got some key areas you wanted to focus on. What were those key areas that you're talking about, Samir, about getting leadership buy-in? Yeah, the leadership buy-in is very important because when you develop your corporate strategy, you want to make sure you identify those high-impact areas. And the third part of that is making sure you sell this to your leadership so you get the funding uh, because digital transformation projects are not cheap. They're expensive depending on the type of project you're doing. Yep. And you need your corporate funding. You need your uh, senior leadership blessing uh, on top of everything that you're trying to do and how you prepare for it is you make sure that you're developing your uh, strategic proposals, you're putting together the business case, you're clearly articulating the value. And we're going to talk about that as one of the number five steps, like how do you provide business value through this? But those are important areas where you present the right business case, you get the funding approval and you move forward. And then you circle back later to show that what you originally promised as a part of this transformation initiative, you're delivering on it. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, what happens if you don't get leadership buy-in? Well, everything's going to fail. I hate to say it. Well, um, you don't get the budget, right? I mean, you can't move <laughs> yeah. forward with it. Uh, I mean, you may have a discretionary budget in your uh, department that you can use maybe like a POC. Now, some companies, they try to do this as a POC before they get the full funding, which is also a great concept to pursue. 
to start with a small step and prove that within your own departmental budget before you go to your leadership for a larger initiative. I agree. Very cool. All right. So uh, you want to move to number four? Yeah, number four. Okay. So number four. So one, two, three, right? Number four is build the team and process. So we kind of touched a little bit on process before. And we're talking about building the team. And the thing is, when we say build the teams, the first thing Samir and I are not saying, fire the people that you have and go hire new people. We're not saying that. We're also not saying, you know what, um, it's only, you, you only have uh, the people internal, you know, it, it, we don't know what the combination is. The thing is, you have to figure out what the availability and the skill set of your team is. There's a lot of different things you can look at within your own team, but we're not trying to say, I just want to make sure we're disclosing this. We're not trying to say, blow up what you're doing and all of a sudden stop everything and then make sure that you make complete change. We're not saying that. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're not saying that. In fact, we're saying is you need to improve the skills of your team. So if you think that, I mean, there's definitely a need for a specialist who could come in with the specialized skills in the areas that your company yep. wants to transform. You don't have that internally, but for the large part, you're training, you're giving your team the training, uh, the skill they need. You're having the right type of uh, project management discipline. When you run these projects, you don't want to run yep. this as a non-project management way. You want to have that governance. You want to have the right type of development skills because if you're working in an area or with the software technology where you don't have an internal skill, you may want to hire that type of skill. You want to have your subject matter expert in your business as mm -hmm. well as the area of transformation. And then more importantly, and finally, the process needs to have the core discipline of agile and lean transformation principles, right? You, you want to make sure that you incorporate uh, the agile principles, even if you're transforming marketing, there's a lots of documentation online where you can learn about how you become an agile marketing organization, uh, taking the concept from the core IT teams and implying that to marketing sales and uh, customer service. And, and the last thing I'll say about that, you have to quickly look at your team and be able to say, can they learn? Can they change? Can they transform? If they cannot, then you look externally, right? But if stick with your team internally, go get in resources from other teams and so on, but make that assessment first as the leader of your team. Cool. Um, and so then the last one, right? Measure business value. Wow. What a concept. You have to measure the business value and the success. For me, when I think about business value, the first thing I think of are goals, right? You have to have goals. And there's three elements that I like to talk about with goals is it's got to be relevant, timely, and measurable, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you articulated it well. When you start thinking about these digital transformation initiatives, we had the step number three, which was get the leadership buy-in. So remember, when you were making a case, a business case in front of your leadership, you had certain objectives that you wanted to achieve. Now, in order for your business case to succeed, you want to have objectives that are tied to the corporate objectives. Like you don't want to have objective that is completely different. If your corporate strategy is to grow revenue for certain products and areas, in the, in the two-year plan or three-year plan, then you want to make sure that your digital strategy aligns with that. If your corporate objective is to reduce cost in certain areas, then you need to make sure your strategies to align with that. And then that's how you measure the value. So it kind of becomes easier. The measuring part becomes easier if you have set the right expectations for your leadership. And now they know you're going to come back with the agreed upon results. So then you start yes. looking at and say, okay, we were able to reduce our customer service cost 
by maybe 30% because of uh, deploying this new uh, AI-based technology that processes all the chat transcripts so the customer service doesn't have to do manually. And I'm just making it up. Or you go with your sales and currently your sales are spending a lot of time in Excel spreadsheet, uploading the opportunities and you implemented a CRM solution that kind of automates your pipeline management. Uh, and you go back to the leadership and say, we were able to reduce the cost in the sales fronts, improve the opportunity conversion by deploying this digital transformation. So that's how you are able to crystallize this uh, deliverables from a digital transformation initiative and successfully measure the business value. Yeah. And I think the last thing I'll say about that before we close down is that frequent communication with leadership and transparency, frequent communication and leadership and transparency. And the reason I say it twice is because most people forget that it's important to frequently communicate with your leadership and your sponsors about what's going on, how things are going to make sure they're up to date. And then the other thing is transparency, make sure that they have transparency into the process make sure they have transparency into everything with your project. If they don't, you're going to lose your sponsor real fast. Very good. Fantastic. Cool. This is the quick and dirty version of our shorter podcast. So that was it. I mean, this has been a great one. I think I like it. So this was five keys to capture value for digital transformation initiatives. Thank you again, everybody, uh, for continued support. And, and you know, we, we have a, a cool lineup of, of guest speakers coming in pretty soon that we're trying to get uh, locked in. But outside of that, thank you all for continuing to support us. Thank you very much. Cool. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.